And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, and thanks very much for joining us today. It's good to have you all here with us. We are broadcasting live from the bunker, going out to Facebook Odyssey and YouTube, and it looks like nobody's stopping the signal yet, so we'll see how long that goes. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor-in-chief here at Sci-Fi for Me. Happy to have you all along for the ride. Welcome all, especially those of you who are independent creators. This is going to be a little bit of an esoteric uh, episode installment because we're going to be focused on something specific to uh, a niche group. So it's, uh, well, I spoke too soon. Odyssey is having to reconnect (laughs) Ah, there is something in the audio. Uh, Tom, it looks like Tom's resetting it from inside, so. I, we'll see. All right, we'll reset that and see what it does. Anyway, all right, so here we are on a Friday, and I, and I didn't think about this soon enough. I should have done this on a Monday so we could have the alliteration, you know, like Media Kit Monday, but we're not. It's, it's Friday, and that's okay. The important part is getting this to you so it's useful. Uh, I say we're broadcasting live. We're also available as a podcast on various different player platforms. Of course, if you're with us live, you can jump in the chat. You can share your thoughts, ask your questions. And if you're not with us live, you can still leave a comment. You can send an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com to send your suggestions for topics and guests. We will be having guests again. Don't worry. I'm, I'm working on that. That's coming. It's not just going to be me from now on forever. So anyway, all right. So, so today's topic, I say this is, this is going to be a little bit esoteric because not everybody who watches this show or listens to this show is an independent creator. By that, I mean anybody who has got something that you're creating, whether it's a comic book, you're writing a book, you know, the next great American novel, if you're an artist, if you're a game designer, if you, you know, whether that's video games or board games or, or anything like that, uh, we want to make sure that you have the tools that you need to get the word out about your stuff. And and so that's what we're doing here. And I tell you, uh, in in the last couple of days, I have torn apart, <coughs> torn apart the bunker and every every little space and every little nook and cranny down here, looking for some old press kits. And for the life of me, I cannot find any. Although I did find an electronic press kit. For X-Men, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But one thing I did find while I was digging for all of the press kits, I did find something that kind of, I don't know, bragging rights, maybe, 
gives me a little bit. So way back in the day, uh, the very first teaser for Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. This one ran in theaters, and it gives us a little crazy quilt montage of images from the show and from the various different movies as it's promoting Star Trek VI. This is, you know, it was narrated by Christopher Plummer, and it's got all of these different images from all the different movies, all the different episodes, and it's one final trip, right? It's this, you know, for all of these years, they've been with us and they've been our friends, and now this is the final journey because Star Trek VI was the last one. <coughs> and... This is, you know, all of this montage projected onto the ship as it goes out to warp drive and, and blasts off into the thing. And, and uh, it, was, it was a really cool teaser. And I found my copy of it. I found my 35 millimeter print of it um which i happened which i happened across in a box uh, i have had this for a very long time i'm not going to tell you how i got it but i have it <coughs> these things apparently back in the day they got thrown away see nowadays everything's digital so you know there there aren't those copies that you can sequester away and and do like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Okay. So, <clears throat> I have I have vamped a little bit here to kind of get into this and give some people time to get in here. And I know Midnight's Edge is doing their thing. And I know uh, Carrie Smith is doing her thing. So, you know, there's various different people that are going to be in different places watching different shows. But... You know, we come back to this uh, a little bit later, and and people can uh, people can see this on the on the replay, I guess. But those of you who are creators, if you are if you are um, any kind of indie creator, whether it's a YouTube channel, a comic book, video game, like I said, this is this is going to be something that hopefully is uh is a is a help and it is by no means comprehensive this is not the end all be all just take my word for it or anything but first of all let me establish who, who i am for anybody that's new to the channel or if you're watching for the very first time you don't know anything about us <coughs> my personal experience in media started back in 1988 in college radio in oklahoma and uh, since then I have worked in I've worked in radio, I've worked in television, I've worked in newspaper. Uh, I have been in sales, I've been in marketing, promotions, I've done on the creative side uh, with TV commercials. I've been on the TV promotion side making spots for the TV stations. I've I've done a little bit of everything i've been in programming i've been on the air as an air personality in radio i've done the news uh and i've and i've won a number of awards over the years uh, missouri uh, missouri broadcasters association and and the the uh, st joseph advertising and marketing federation up in missouri and a very 
very different set of skills that come with all of that. It's a it's a mixed bag. <clears throat> uh, I've had a short film on the Sci-Fi Channel. I have self-published a, a novel. So I you know I've dabbled in a lot of different things. And over the course of 34 years, I have gained some experience, and I've learned a few things, and I've probably forgotten a few things. <coughs> but I thought maybe at this point, maybe I can, uh, I can give you a little bit of benefit of my experience for those of you who are just starting out making something of your own. Because there's a mindset to this, and there is a skill set to this, and not everybody has, and not, ev not everybody realizes that they need to have in order to, uh, you know, stack the odds in your favor, right? And yes, Snob, I, 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 cannot, I cannot pick anything and stick with it. Although I've, I've stuck with this since 2009. This is probably the longest I have ever been at any kind of work-related environment. And, and this is the one that doesn't make me any money. So what does that say? Uh, anyway, all right. So, so today we're going to go through some basics on a media kit. If you're, and, and it's going to be kind of broad. Again, not comprehensive, and this doesn't apply in every single case, every single way. And there's additional things that you can learn other places, I'm sure. But I kind of wanted to go because in the various course, in, in the course of various conversations that I've had with independent creators, or with filmmakers, or with authors, or you know people that I want to interview as part of this show or Good Morning Multiverse or, you know, various different places where I have conversations with people. One of the things that strikes me is how unprepared people are for interview scenarios. How unprepared people are to actually talk about the thing, what they're making. Now, this is not everybody. I'm painting with a broad brush. But simple things, simple things like, uh, you know, photographs and, and write-ups and creator bios and all of those different things. And that's fundamentally what we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, stop. That's a good point. Uh, I'm not making any money doing this. I have made money in a job actually making TV commercials. I'm on my day job as a freelancer. <laughs> yes. I'm giving you advice on things, and I have made money doing it. I'm just saying I don't make any money editing this magazine right here. So that's, you know, let's, let's, we'll, we'll make a distinction that's, that's not quite a difference. But what I want to do, hopefully when you come away from this, you have a little bit better idea of some of the different things that you can use in order to boost your signal not with your retail customers, not with the people who you want to buy your book. This is geared toward the press, toward the media, toward the YouTube channels and the different places where you can talk about what you're doing in order to get more people aware of it and generate interest. So this is on the marketing and promotion side of things. This is not on the sales buy my book side of things. All right. Some of this stuff is going to overlap. You'll have material that you use in both places. But ultimately what this is designed to do is get media people interested in talking about 
you and your project, your product, your service, whatever it is that you're doing. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be a product. It doesn't necessarily have to be a book or a video game or anything. Um, there's there are people who wander the cosplay, you know, wander the conventions, and they're quote unquote cosplay doctors. You know, they're going around with their sewing kits, and they're they're available to provide a service to cosplayers for costume repair, you know, last minute emergency stuff. That's a service, but if you're going to provide that service, then you want to tell people that you're providing that service and you're going to be available at X and so convention. So it's not just a product that you're trying to generate interest in. Anything that you're doing as a creative endeavor, <coughs> which is going to be, uh, you know, depending on whatever your skill sets are, and those are the things you're good at, I'm going to give you some stuff that at least will give you a leg up on on generating interest in the media now what we're going to do is we're going to cover ultimately basic stuff but here here's where we start all right when you're planning all of the material where you're going to talk about what you do what your project is what your campaign is any of these things there are four fundamental questions here who are you what's your project why should I care about it? And what I what do I do next? Now, the answers to those questions are going to be different for your potential customer marketplace than it is for the media marketplace. Not always very different, but in some cases, these answers are going to be a little bit different. So let me go through a few of these things. And let's start with who you are and what, what it is that you need to be doing so who are you this is a basic thing and what we want to do is we want to start with a headshot and a headshot means head and shoulders i i have i have lost count of how many times i've asked for a headshot and either they don't know what it is or they either they sit there and say well you know they'll send me a candid they'll send me some kind of a, a, a photograph that's kind of cropped and chopped off of a group photo or something like that that's that's not a headshot this is a headshot <clears throat> now it's like it was, like it sounds head and shoulders it's your it's your face and your uh you're facing the camera and you can be smiling or not you know, if you want to do a serious, uh, a more business-like headshot, you can do that. Uh, but it's it's going to be one of those things where <coughs> you want just your face, your head, your shoulders. This is this is a a headshot, and it's an industry standard. It has been throughout the years. I've got some old headshots here. I mean, here's here's a headshot of Liza Minnelli. From way back in the day, you know, here's here's William Shatner from I don't know which story this was, Perilous Voyage from Universal Television. Now this is him in character. So your publicity stuff, if you're an actor, you can do headshots that are you, and you can do headshots that are you in character. Here's a here's a headshot of Don Knotts. You know, these are these are photographs from various different places here's one of perry king he played han solo in the audio npr star wars now this is not technically a headshot it's a publicity photo but it's technically not technically 
let me let me let me swallow my throat there. Uh, it is technically not a headshot per se because we see we see it all the way down to his waist. This is a this is a a half torso shot. You know, this is a publicity still. It's not a headshot. So here's here's one of Nicolette Sheridan. So you see, there's there's some consistency here. Uh, Molly Ringwald when they were doing the, I, I've got photographs from people from the stand here's Gary Sinise now of course they're in character some of these uh, and then you know you've got here's Mac Davis and who is that Lisa Hartman Black so not just actors but singers and authors all of them have the, the headshot the professional shot that says, this is who I am, this is what I look like. And I've even got one here of Phil Donahue, back when he was hosting his talk show, Donahue, right? It doesn't, it doesn't depend on what your occupation is, but you want to present, a, uh, you wanna present a, a professional image. And remember, you only get, you don't, you don't get a second chance to make a, a, a first impression this here particular shot this is me this is an action shot this is a candid this is not a headshot all right it's not and oh, not that one that's not a headshot either and i know a lot of people a lot of people are behind avatars or you got you know your favorite anime character in your social media profile pictures and all of that that's not that's not a good representation of you know doing this that's not a good representation for you as a creator because you're also now an entrepreneur you're a business person and you need to present not necessarily a serious side but you do need to have a uh, you do need to have a, a, a more realistic demeanor, I guess you could say, in your imagery. All right, so <coughs> so the other thing that you've got to have when we're talking about who you are, we've got to have a bio. And a bio can be, uh, you know, not anything really big, but it's your background and your credentials. How do we know that you are... Uh, able to do what you do. So you've got you've got various different things that you can have in your bio, uh, and depending on where that bio is going to go, it might change. So here's here's my bio that's on the .com, the sci-fi for me .com, and it lists you know my background as a fan, uh, the my experience as a filmmaker, and and as an author. And then if you go over to IMDb, my uh, my bio is a little bit different. It mentions my awards. It talks about the sh the the short film that was on the Sci-Fi Channel because this is more in media production than just an overall broad establish your geek cred. So either one of those uh, can be something, and it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be extensive. It doesn't have to be super detailed. It's just here's who I am. Here's where I'm coming from with regard to this project that I'm creating. What, what's the connection? 
You know, because one leads to the other. I've been a fan of Superman for all these years, and so now I'm going to write a now I'm going to write a comic book because I'm inspired by Superman. That's 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 what you're looking at here. <coughs> so then, and they don't have to be they don't have to be long bios. Remember, they don't have to be. Uh, you know, we're not we're not looking for crime and punishment. You know, you don't have to you don't have to be Dostoevsky or Shakespeare. Paragraph two, and that's it. Then, if you want, you can have quotes. Some, some people have artist statements. Some people have, uh, you know, things that they've said, quotations that they've said. And again, you are gearing all of this toward media coverage. The goal is to get the media to cover your project. So having quotes available, this makes it easier for the people who are putting stuff together because they've already got something they can just cut and paste, and this is something that you said about this project. Uh, testimonials can be another thing, where if you have people like, say, you know, say, you, you, say you're an artist, and say you went to San Diego Comic-Con and Greg Capullo looked at your book and said, oh, hey, this is some really cool stuff. Can I quote you? Sure. All right. So on your project, you can say, this is some really cool stuff, Greg Capullo. So those are the kinds of things, you know, it, yeah, Snob says reporters are lazy. They want everything, it, as much as you can prepackage this stuff and make it easier f for the journalist, then you're much more likely to get some kind of coverage. And, and Dave's got an excellent point here. Please proofread everything. Not just your bio, but proofread everything. And make sure and get somebody else to look at it. Get somebody else to read it and make sure that it makes sense. Does this, does this give an accurate-ish depiction of me? Does this give you a good idea of who I am as a creator? Now, the other thing... Uh, that you've got to that you've got to look at is whether or not you're you're developing a brand. Now this this is going to get a little bit more deep in the weeds more than I want to do today. But a brand is more than just your identity. The brand can be you as a creator. The brand could also be whatever your company is, whatever your comic book imprint is. If you're if you're assuming a persona like a like a um, like a pen name or something, brand involves everything: reputation, online behavior, uh, interest, and everything. Everything that that you do that establishes what that company stands for, what that uh, what that name stands for. So, whatever the name is, whether it's your imprint or your name. The brand is a little bit different from your personal identity unless you marry the two. <coughs> now, here at Sci-Fi for Me, I'm using my real name. I shouldn't admit that, but I've got I've, this is my name. The brand is Sci-Fi for Me. So when you go over and you look at all of the different places where we're on social media, the brand is posting for the most part, links to the shows and maybe a little bit of back-and-forth discussion within that wheelhouse of science fiction and fantasy and horror. But we're not talking politics. We're not talking about, you know, 
we're not talking about Joe Biden. We're not talking about Ron DeSantis. We're not talking about, you know, groomers in the schools or any any of that stuff. We're not talking about any of that because the brand doesn't doesn't cover any of that. So you've got to be very careful in cultivating that and make sure that that everything stays what we call on message. And the message is we cover science fiction, fantasy, horror. And that's that's the primary focus of everything that we do. So, you know, logos, photographs, a mission statement, if you've got it, anything that goes to support creating an image a, a public image of your company, your brand, uh, to to be a part of this thing. So next next thing we've got is uh, is the next question here: <coughs> what your project is. Now, none of this stuff is in any way, shape, or form in any particular order. I'm giving I'm just giving you all of this just. Uh, as as it's as it's coming to me in in kind of a kind of an order uh but to make it easier just to keep track but none of this has to be in in any particular order this is just stuff that you've got to keep in mind for when you're putting this together so what's your project now there are different ways of presenting your project again this is not for sales this is for media how do you get interested parties to cover your project at their various different websites or YouTube channels. One of the ways that you can describe your project is using what's called a log line. A log line is one sentence. It is a single one thing that's your hook. All right, for for giving you that example. What if you went back in time and accidentally prevented your parents from ever meeting? That's back to the future. Right, young boy grows up an orphan and determines that he's going to avenge his parents' death by cleaning up crime in his city. That's Batman. They do. It's one sentence. You know, one thing. You get. You get the essence. You have to distill down to the essence, the core nugget truth of your project, whatever that is. And if you can get it down to one sentence, that's your log line. That's your. That's your blast right there. Here's what it is. That's the hook. All right. <clears throat> in which case somebody sits there and says, oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. And that's when you, you, you have your elevator pitch. And people have heard about this before. Your elevator pitch is however you can describe your project in 30 or 45 seconds or less. However long it takes to get from where you're going on the, on the, on the first floor to wherever you're getting off the elevator, you don't have very much time. But you you can do three or four sentences. Here's what here's what my story is about. So the elevator pitch is the shorter piece that you can use. Either one of these, the log line or the elevator pitch. The log line could go into the subject of an email, uh, for example. Uh, the elevator pitch is a little bit more detailed, one paragraph, maybe two, if you're writing it down, to say this is what my story is about. And if, and if anybody has got any uh, additional interest, then we get into the actual pitch, which is a longer piece. Generally, it's written down. 
And this is something, this is when you start getting into the, th the follow-up material. So when you're going out and you're making your pitch to all of these people, you're sending emails, you're getting out onto, onto the social media, you're doing direct messages and whatnot, and you're saying, hey, I've got this project. Are you interested in talking about it? Would you be, would you be interested in interviewing me or would you like a, a review? Uh, would you like to do a review? That's, they're going, yeah, we're kind of interested. What have you got? Then you send them a longer description of the project, maybe a, maybe a few uh, samples of the, of the piece. And this could be sample chapters. If you're writing a book, it could be sample, sample pages. It could be sample artwork. Maybe not a finished page, but maybe here's some of the artwork. Here's some of the cover art. That kind of thing. So now we're getting into more inside baseball detail stuff. And maybe you're sending a, a review copy. You know, you reach out to somebody like ICV2 or or the Splintering or uh, uh, Comics Beat or IO9 or IGN or wherever. And you sit there and say, hey, I've got this book. I've, a review copy is available. Would you like to see it? And they say, yes. Okay, fine. <coughs> so those those that's your that's your project. The other part, now this is, this is where it gets a little bit more esoteric in terms of the, uh, the question of why, why I should care. This is different depending on your audience. Your audience right now is the media. Why should the media care about your project and you've got some different ways that you can get them interested uh, and, and I've got here three you've got razzle dazzle you've got differentiation you've got some fun facts these are some different things that you can include in your pitch to the media in order to generate interest now when I say razzle dazzle this is <clears throat> this is where if you're a writer or if you know a writer you craft your emails, you craft your pitches to the media in a way that really makes this thing stand out. This sounds really exciting. I want to know more. You're, you're not giving me a book report about your, about your, your project. You're, you're selling this. All right. This is your, your opportunity to be P.T. Barnum. And really tell me how great this thing is. And the differentiation, how is this different from other projects? Why do I care about your project and I don't want to cover CyberFrog? Why do I cover yours? Give, give me a reason why I should be looking at this even if I'm not looking at anything else. And if you want to throw in some fun facts and some different, some different little bits and pieces of trivia... That's fine, too. You can sprinkle that in because sometimes that gets used in the article, you know, as filler or to wrap up at the end. You know, the, you know, these characters, these characters have been in development for 16,000 years and, and he's finally able to publish it because that's what he did. You know, that that kind of thing. So those are those are the questions for why. The media should care about this stuff. Now, the other question is: once, Let's say you've got the you've got the media attention. You've got a reporter that sits there and says, "Yeah, I'm interested in this." 
What do I do next? You provide the answer to these questions before they ask those questions. Contact information is super critical. And there needs to be different ways that we can get in touch with you. If you're comfortable giving out your phone number in this, you can do that. You don't necessarily have to. Get an email address. Maybe get an email address that's specific to this project. If you've got a comic book imprint, if you've got a company name, get the get a email address that's not just Hotmail or Gmail or, or AOL or whatever. Get a, get a good email address that looks a little bit more professional. Press releases are, a, are another critical component to this. You've got to learn or have somebody who knows how to write press releases. This is very important. Press releases don't necessarily get looked at, but if you have a reporter out there who's working on, on you know a deadline and I've got space to fill, I could go over to some of these different press releases and all I've got to do is take this tweak it just a little bit to fit the format of my site and we can drop it in. So these are... <laughs> uh, Mazer, so I'm not sure that that's a, a, a good email address. Hondo at facetentacles.com. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's the best, but yeah, it is. Uh, Sci-Fi Snap has a good example here. We were talking about log lines. I, I, I should have gotten to this earlier. Hey, it's Harry Potter meets Transformers. Yes, it's that, that's as short a, a thing as you can get. Go and look at, there's a good movie uh, that came out a number of years ago. It's called The Player. And it stars Tim Robbins. <clears throat> it's about a guy who's getting started as a writer in Hollywood. He's very successful. In, and and it's, it's tongue planted firmly in cheek, but it is a, a very good look at how ho the Hollywood machine operates. And log lines like that, it's Harry Potter meets Transformers, that's very much how Hollywood operates, especially now. Because everything references everything else, right? That's, that's your shorthand. That's how, you, that's how you convince people that this is something worth pursuing. So with press releases, there's a few different ways that you can do that. And one, of, one of the ways is to sign up for... Uh, you know, you get a publicist, you get a PR person. Now that costs money, but what you can do uh, with that is you have these PR companies that have email addresses for, you know, they have their media lists and these, these PR companies will blast these press releases out to various different media companies. We're on a number of different lists. Uh, this is one from October Coast, which is a PR company and mostly handles horror. This is a this is a press release for a movie called They Crawl Beneath, and so you have uh, you have forms that can be filled out. There's links here to to request for screeners. There's a link. There's links for press deck. You can watch the trailer. All of this stuff is included in this this note that says, "Here's what's coming." It's a, a, a quick, brief description of the, of the film. And it says, you know, who's involved and how you can get more information. This is, this is, the, this is the pitch in press release form. And what you're doing here is you're trying, to make, uh, you're trying to make people interested in 
your project in a very quick, brief piece that also can be copied and pasted into a website if somebody wants to just publish this as an article, they don't have to do a whole lot to change it. And you have all sorts of, of ev other additional information here because this is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. So there's uh, places here where you can request a link to actually watch it if you want to do a review. And then down here in, in the body of the email, you have uh, a link to a trailer. You have uh, additional materials will be available. You can click that drive link. And here, this is the modern-day equivalent of the electronic press kit. Whether it's Drive or Dropbox or WeTransfer or, or you know, whatever, whatever place out there, you have a place where you can put all of the different material that you want to have available for the press to use if they're going to cover your stuff. So you've got photographs, you can do posters, you can do the box art, and all of it's all of it's labeled so you have a folder labeled stills you have a folder labeled box art so this is going to be specific artwork for the for the for the packaging uh, you've got the trailer that you can download and you can embed some places you have the poster this is uh, this is pretty thin but this is a typical uh, example of of the uh, of the press kit of the modern day now, I mentioned press releases. There are some, t there are some places uh, where you can sign up to send out press releases for free. There's a couple of different places. We use one of them. It's called PRLog. Uh, PRLog.org is the place where you can sign up for an account and you can sit there and say, okay, I want to make a press release. And it's basically boilerplate. You fill out the form. You put all the text in. You fill the different boxes in. And you create a press release that then goes out to however many destinations, depending on, on whether you're using the free account or if you've got a paid account. There's also prweb.com. Uh, These are both uh, decent resources for when you build a, a press release and you want to get it out there. Then you have this material that's sitting out there out out for people to find so if if a reporter is short for time and and needs some filler types in a search and your project comes up comic books whatever so that's a useful tool and and we don't use it enough i use pr log every now and again but i need to be better about it because this is again it's free just takes however much time it takes to fill it out so you can uh, so you can do that kind of thing and get the word out to the media with minimal amount of fuss on their end. Because if they've got more information, they're more likely to look at your stuff as opposed to somebody who doesn't have any information at all or has got very little. And then as part of all of your press, all of your press releases, your emails, everything, you're making yourself available for interviews. You sit there and you say, okay... I would like to do interviews. I'm inter I'm interested and available to talk about my project. You know, phone, email, Zoom, Skype, Google, whatever. I'm available for you for interviews. And in every place along the way, in every piece of material that ever goes out, 
have your contact information. At the very least, an email address or a website. And I would say email address over the website because a lot of people don't keep their websites updated. <clears throat> Especially those Comic Cons. You gotta you gotta update your your site. You gotta stay on top of that. And again, it's another hat that you've gotta wear. Especially if you're on your own, you're doing it all by yourself. Get some people to help you. You know, find find somebody. You you're gonna take the take the headshot. Somebody else should snap that photograph. You know, you can put your phone on a timer or whatnot. But remember this: if you're going to go the selfie route, flip it. Because I take a selfie, it's backwards because of the way that the lens is oriented. And unless your camera is set up to automatically flip, you're going to get this picture and all the words anywhere on a shirt or behind you, all of it's going to be backwards. That's not, that's not very professional looking. And, and a selfie is not the best way to do it, but that's all you got. That's all you've got. Just flip it. And I wouldn't wear T-shirts or anything that's got messaging or logos or somebody else's product on it. You're there to sell yourself. You're there to sell your project. I, I don't need to see you in a Spider-Man T-shirt if you're selling me your book. If you're, if you're giving me you know, information on your time travel novel... Wear, wear, something, wear something that promotes your time travel novel. If you're going to wear anything that's got any kind of messaging on it, sell your stuff. But by and large, I would recommend that you wear something. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be suit and tie. But something a little bit more business casual, a little bit more professional. Doesn't have to have a collar, but I wouldn't do a whole lot of noise on the front of the shirt. You know, button-down shirt, a solid color t-shirt. Something that doesn't distract from you. <coughs> now, I mentioned emails. You've got to be building email lists. As much as you're able to collect email lists, do that. And, and it can be a number of different ones. Because when you're putting together your crowdfunding list, those are people, those are your customers, your potential customers, that are signing up that they want updates on the project the press email list is going to take a little bit more legwork on your part because you're going to have to hunt these these emails down some of them are easier to find than others some of them if you go to a if you go to a youtube channel for example and you go into the about section some of them not all of them but some of them have a button you can view email address you go through a little a little CAPTCHA to prove that you're not a bot, and you can get an email address for the person running that channel, whatever their contact information is. If you go to a website like ICV2 or The Splintering or God Help You Bleeding Cool or any of those places, there's either going to be a form you can fill out on their contact page, or some have it set up to where if you go to a particular article, you click on the name of the author, and that can either take you to the author's page on that website, or it sometimes will pop up a, a, an email form. 
But sometimes you can get the email address. You know, sometimes even they'll even put it in their article as, as part of their thing. It varies. But you're going to have to build that list using a little bit of detective work. Try to find those things. And once you have them, keep them and keep them someplace safe. Someplace where they're not going to get destroyed by Google shutting down your, your drive subscription or a hard drive uh, failing or whatever. You know, keep, keep redundancies here is, is a key. So keep copies of it in various different places. And that email list continues to grow. And it can be as, as simple as a spreadsheet, name of the reporter, the outlet where they're working, and their email address. And then that builds you a blast list that you can go on someplace like uh, 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 MailChimp or uh, what's what's one of the others? Uh, common, what's, what's the other one that a lot of people use? Email, email stuff. Anyway, there, there's various different services where you can create a newsletter and you can put that out. Now, again, your customer list is different from your media list. So you need to be able to keep them separate. Now, there may be some overlap. You might have some people on your media list that decide to be customers. In which case, you need to be very careful of those. Because if you have media who are buying your product... Make a little note because there could be a perception of bias there if they end up reviewing it. You don't want to get into another Gamergate. Social media lists the same way. If you're following a bunch of people on Twitter or, or, or Facebook or wherever, you can. Uh, a lot of these social media places will allow you to collect various different accounts and put them onto lists. You can organize the people that you're following. Uh, word of mouth, of course, is always good, but of course, your your friends and family are not necessarily going to know a bunch of media people, but you may know other creators, and other creators might have contacts that would be worth you having. Say, hey, do you have any reporters that I can contact? And y'all start sharing contact information for journalists and media people who would be interested in covering your product, your project. Your book, your 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 miniatures, your, your action figures, whatever, right? Uh, press releases the same way. You're going to be constantly sending out press releases, but you can also take that press release you put on PR log or PR web or wherever, take that and put it into the body of an email and blast it directly to the people that you've got contact information for. So not only is it sitting out in a general bulletin board collection area out here on PR log, then anybody can find it if they search for it, but you're also sending it directly to the people that you've got contact information on so you know that certain reporters have it. Now, whether they choose to do anything with it or not, that's, that's you know, you're rolling the dice there. Uh, networking. Getting into the chat at various different live broadcasts, whether that's on YouTube or, you know, part of uh, Twitter spaces or any of those places where basically you're just establishing that you exist. You get people used to seeing your name, your handle, your username, whatever it is that you're going by. So you're not an unknown when you sit there and say, hey, I'm about to launch a crowdfunding project. Oh, that's this guy that's been in, you know, Bancroft's chat for the last six months. I know who, they, I, I, I know who this is. Those kinds of things. 
getting into uh, BBS boards, uh, you know, nowadays Reddit, 4chan, um, Kiwi Farms, any of the places where there are discussion threads where you can participate, uh, Facebook groups or anything like that, where you can participate and establish your online presence and you have to watch your behavior on this stuff and, you know, get get the conversations going. So if people get used to you, then you sit there and say, hey, by the way, I've got this project that I'm starting. Is anybody interested? If you can't afford it, if you decide this is something that you need to have, you can also design a website. There are plenty of places out there where you can put one together for free. Wix is one, W-I-X. Uh, you can do one on WordPress, WordPress.com, WordPress.org. They'll, they'll both have places where you can design and host sites. If you've got the money for it, you can design your own site, host it off on, a, on its own server like we do. Um, and, and it basically is another landing page so that when you put your press releases out or you sit there and say, this is how you contact me, this is, this is the website. This is my email address. And everything goes there, and make sure the links are working, folks. Make sure it's part of proofreading. Make sure that anything that you put in that's clickable goes where it's supposed to go. Because if I pull up a press release and I say, here's, here's the link to the trailer, and I click it, and I get a 404, can't be found, now I've got to go search for it. So now you, you've just dropped in my priority for the day because... I don't have time to look for it right now. And maybe I get back to it. Maybe I don't. <laughs> so, uh, sorry for a snob in the chat. Uh, if you're, look, Amway makes some pretty good products. I, 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 was, I was part of that at one point. I didn't make any money off of it, but I got some legitimate, decent stuff. So anyway, all right, so let me give you some examples here as we're going through this because there's, there's, uh, you know, the stuff that I've shown you and then there's stuff here that I can, that I can give you examples of what other people are doing here because we get this kind of stuff all the time. And most of the time, yes, it's sitting in a Google Drive folder and you can, you can access it. So this is here. These are the press materials for a movie called The Retaliators. We just did uh, an interview on this yesterday that we've got to put together. Uh, and the press materials, the folders are all marked different places. Movie stills, posters and logos. Now, if you're going to make a logo available to the press, give them different formats. Give them a JPEG. Give them a TIFF if you can make it. Give them a PNG, especially if you've got any kind of a, a, a transparent background. Give them a PNG that's got that transparency in it. It doesn't have to be this way all the time, but it makes it easier for the paste-up people to sit there and say, Oh, I've got a logo. I can put it on top of something. I can put it on top of... Your your headshot, for example, I can put it on top of a screenshot of your or your website. So if you have a logo, at have at least one of them that's got a transparent background. And if you if you've got Photoshop, you can do it there. 
You can do it in GIMP. You can do it. I, I don't know if you can do it in Microsoft Paint or not, but I'm, I'm assuming that you can. Find a way that you can knock that background out so it's transparent and it's just your logo so it makes it easier for people to use it in different places. If you have specifics on how your logo gets presented, you want to put that in there too. You know, don't, uh, you know, don't stack it. Don't split this line. Don't use these colors. Don't invert this. Uh, don't change the aspect ratio. Th those kind of things where you can establish some rules on how your logo gets used. The other thing, you know, when you've got your posters, it could be cover art for, you know, if you're doing a comic book or if you're doing an, a, a novel, you know, cover art is always good because generally if somebody is going to be writing up an article about your stuff, here's the cover for it. You know, never judge a book by its cover. Everybody judges a book by its cover. So there is that. We have here, this is a press kit from Anthony Stokes. We, we interviewed him a number of, of weeks ago about his his book decay and I I made note at the time Anthony is one of these guys who actually has done this before anybody ever uh, mentioned it to me that we need to we need to be telling people about this Anthony has done this Anthony's done a pretty good job in putting together uh, all of his material for the press so hey I'm interested in your book I want to cover it I want to do an interview he sends me a link to this, and what it's got is a logo with a transparent background. He's got artwork on the covers. He's got uh, copies of the book if I want to review things. He's got a, a sheet here, a document that's got all of his, his contact information and various different links to use, including his social media links, website, the, the, the crowdfunding campaign link. All of that is here as well. He's got an artist information sheet that's a very, you know, this is, you know, the the credits, I guess you could say, uh, for whatever it is that he's doing. So he's, he's on top of the ball. Now, the only thing that I would say that I would do different is I would use a different photograph here. But this is a pretty decent photo of, of Anthony. And, of course, he's got, he's got the covers of his book behind him. So this works as a publicity still. It's not a headshot technically, although I could crop it and make it a headshot. It's a pretty good shot. And again, this looks like it's shot on a phone. You don't have to have a professional portrait photographer come in and do your headshot. My headshot was shot on a phone. Uh, the 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 Surios professional one was shot on uh, shot on my phone. But Anthony has got all of this stuff in one place. He's got covers, he's got review copies, he's got all this information, all of this in one place. All I have to do is click on it, and here it all is. And anything that I need is here. He's even got a soundtrack for his book. This is some good stuff. Now, the other, the other consideration is when you're talking about all of this stuff, when you're, when you're getting in front of people about this, be polite. <laughs> I mean, it just, that's, I, I, hate, I hate to sit there and say that, uh, but be polite 
don't don't engage with the trolls. Don't engage with the the bad actors in the in the room. Just just don't. All right, let me give you one final example here. This is uh, from the electronic press kit for X Men: The Last Stand. This came as a as a CD ROM. This is from two thousand six when that movie came out. So this comes to me. I, I got a copy of this. And it's the CD. You got a little book inside. And the book is a smaller version of what they used to mail out. Now, when we when I was working for a PR agency in Dallas, we had uh, the Walt Disney Company as one of our, our clients. This is the early 90s. And we would have the full 8.5 by 11 books. It's got the cover, you know, the logo for the movie on the cover and everything inside. So basically what this is is a description and th it this is a printed copy of what's here on the screen so you've got uh the story of what the movie is about so you've got this write up here that talks about who's this who's the cast and who's the crew and every you know there are some quotes here x-men the last stand stays true to the tone um you've got here the actors agree x-men the last stand is the most ambitious work of the trilogy this film is richer from start to finish, says Patrick Stewart. It'll get you worked up, and it should. It has an intriguing hook that gets you involved immediately and emotionally with the characters. So these quotes are from the people that are involved. These are the pre-prepared stuff. You remember what I was telling you? When you have your, you have your headshot, your bio, your quotes from different people. That's what I'm talking about here. Is you can prepare some quotes by you about your work that can get in included in in the write-ups that you do so all of this goes through how everybody feels about it all the behind the things and you you get some behind the scenes notes about the casting about the crew and this thing goes on forever you're you're introducing new elements from this thing how is this one different from the others and then you get uh into um your bios here you're getting into the 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 people that are involved and so everybody is going to get their own uh their own write-up you've got hugh jackman got gets however many paragraphs Halle berry gets some paragraphs patrick stewart gets some paragraphs so you're doing little biograph biographical sketches of each person and this is the same you would do for your comic book for example your writer each of your writers would get something. Each of your artists, uh, your your in internal, your interior artist, your cover artist, your variant cover artist, everybody that's involved, you know, your colorist, your letterer, any of those people that are involved in this thing, you can do little biographical sketches on them. Your editor and whatnot. Uh, and I would probably I would probably not mention any drugs consumed during the production of your of your campaign. Now again, this uh, some of this stuff again overlaps because some of it you can use in the campaign or in the material for selling the book to your customers. So you're not having to reinvent the wheel twice. You're not have to have to duplicate effort. You can copy and paste, and you can you can repurpose a lot of this. Uh, for various different things. And as as we go through all of this, you'll notice that it's all text. 
there's no photographs in this document at all, and there's no photographs in this booklet. Now, this booklet is a print of this of this file here, and you, and you know the screenwriters, the producers, everybody that's involved in this project. So this thing goes on and on and on and on and on and on because all of this stuff is material that the the media can pick and choose from, can cut and paste from in making an article about this about this thing. And now you've got down here the last bit, you've got the the little copyright 20th Century Fox. So there is there is that and then, of course, you've got artwork for uh, for the 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 movie. You know, you've got uh, still images, and you'll notice here in this the there's a folder marked thumbnails. Back in the day, <coughs> and you'll see it a little bit these days still. The thumbnails. This is a folder full of the photographs and artwork at web resolution and then the photos folder is the same set of images and photographs at print resolution now something that you need to keep in mind is that if you're going to be sending anything to a print publication like Sersova, uh, for example or if you know if you get something in Asimov or Analog or any of any of the magazines print resolution is 300 dots per inch web resolution is 72 dots per inch so if I'm looking at something on a computer screen it's it's much less in the way of detail than I would get if I'm looking at something that's printed in a magazine or a book so you need to keep that in mind as well so if you've got any press materials that you want to make available for printed work, it's rare, but allow for the possibility, then you want to make sure that you've got some high-resolution images to go along with some low-resolution web stuff, web-safe images. So just something to keep in mind there, that there are two different types of imagery that you can provide to the media. Like, say you're going to get, say you're going to get a write-up in your local newspaper. You know, local creators launches a launches a book and does you know three million dollars in a in a campaign. You want high resolution photographs for them to use in the article. It can happen. Allow for the possibility. So there's there's that. So there are some samples. There's some there's some some ideas of some things that you need to have. But the critical critical thing. Is a profession is a somewhat professional image. I had somebody reach out to me the other day looking for work as a production assistant on movies. How do I get started? Where do I where do I turn? Where do I where do I connect with people that are doing it? And I'm thinking, okay, well, what what do we know about this kid? What can I find out about him just looking him up? And I looked him up, and on Facebook, his profile picture is him sitting in a stall in a men's room. It's you know. Goofy, goofy, yuck, yuck, doing it for for giggles. You know that's your that's your profile picture. You're being silly, but that's not the profile picture that I would use if I'm looking for work. So same kind of thing here. If you're presenting yourself to the media as an entrepreneur, and then you've got to get into that mindset, you are now a business owner. 
you're a self-employed business owner. Part-time or not, making any money off of it or not, that's the mindset that you've got to be in. You're a self-employed entrepreneur. And so you have to present a somewhat professional image. It doesn't have to be all buttoned down, you know, tie and Oxford shirt and, and, and slacks and a, and a sport jacket or anything like that. But you have to, you have to watch what you say. You have to watch how you behave online because in this day and age, people get so turned off and triggered by the least little thing. You just got to watch what you do and, and just you know, be careful. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Dave says <coughs> he worked on an Apple TV show recently as a PA, wanted a job where he sat all day. Yeah, yeah. there are there are those who are going to want to do that. Now, funny story, in my stagehand work, my day job stuff, when I go crawling around under a stage and setting up lights and LED video screens and all that other stuff, there are times where we're standing around not doing anything. And there's a lot of hurry up and wait in some of these projects. And, and film and television is the same way. You get, you get paid to stand around and not do anything. So it happens. But that shouldn't be the goal of <laughs> what you're looking for for your career. Because that, that's, that's not going to live very long. All right. So we've gone past an hour. That's That's a... At least a primer, at least a beginning, some way that you can kind of start collecting these elements and have them all in one place so that when somebody sits there and says, what can you tell me about your book? Here's a link and here's all of the stuff. Here's your press notes. Here's your material, your, your images, your samples, your photographs, your creator bios, all of the links to social media. <coughs> and... Be collecting your emails. Collect the email addresses. Find, find that information out there. It's not, it's not easy sometimes to get it, but it's definitely worth having that list that you can directly contact and say, hey, I've got a project. And when you send the stuff, do it with your press release material. Repurpose as much as you can to use in various different places over and over again so you're not having to do the same thing more than once. Copy and paste and put it here. Copy and paste and put it here. We've got one. Uh, I've got a. I've got a document that we've done uh, that is uh, what we call a top sheet for advertisers. So you can kind of get an idea of who we are as a brand, as a, as a. Um, as a as a website as a media site so this is our top sheet and this has a little bit of everything it's got our demographics for our audience it's got a little bit of a description of who we are you've got right here at the top science fiction fantasy and horror it tells exactly who we are it's got all of the socials where you can find us it's got uh, demographic and financial information on the people that read our site uh, it's it's all just it's it's a it's a snapshot so have something like this too because you know somebody says what can you tell me about yourself here it is 
Now, something like this is not necessarily going to be what you need if you're creating a comic book or you're creating a game or something like that. But say you're designing a website that you're going to start covering things. This is this is something too. Now, this is generally something we send out to potential advertisers. So there's a different purpose to it. But this is a way to repurpose information because this description up here in the top right corner of who we are, this is something that I've used in a number of different places. It's all copy and paste. Who are we? What do we do? What, what do we cover? Uh, who's our audience? So those kind of things, you know, if you can use the same material in more than one place, that's a bonus. So make sure that you have that where all you got to do is just, you know, collect it, drop it into a spot. Here's the link. So hopefully that's helpful. If not, there's other things, you know, there's other resources out there. Do a search for media kit. Do a search for press kit. The, and the press kit, media kit, those terms are used interchangeably. Um, it is different from a sales deck. It's different from your sales pitch. It's different from advertising because you're not trying to get the media people to buy your thing. You're trying to get the media to help you boost the signal to tell people about the thing. And that's a different goal than, here, buy my book. Here, buy my widget. Buy my minifigure. This is, here, let's do an interview so I can tell everybody in your audience about my widget. And that's what you're wanting to do. You're wanting to generate interest from the journalists and from the reporters and from the YouTube channel people to talk about your stuff. So hopefully that's helpful. We'll see. Uh, you know, find find the different channels where you can do interviews, where you can go on and talk to people like Michael Brancroft does does things all the time. You know, Peter Smitty sometimes has people on uh, uh, Art T Bear, uh, uh, Englandine, you know, various different people out there who will talk to creators and and get your stuff out in front of people and this is how you do it you gotta get in touch with the media you gotta you gotta talk to people you gotta talk it up you gotta have have material ready to send when somebody says i'm intrigued tell me more all you gotta do is hit that hit that button say click here it is so we'll see speaking of interviews tomorrow and good morning america uh, good morning america good morning multiverse <coughs> Uh, Keith Gleason will be a guest. We'll be talking about his latest campaign for Mighty Mascots number 7, 8, and 9, which is currently funding right now. Uh, so we'll be talking to him uh, on, on tomorrow morning's show, so you can check that out at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. And, of course, you can always find us over on various different social media platforms. Yeah, it's... Uh, it is what it is. Uh, I, I don't know that we're, we need to be on all of these, but it's better that we're on our channels than somebody else pretending to be us, so that's it. Uh, we got a PayPal link there, Subscribestar. We've got a newsletter you can sign up for, so connect with us in all of those places where you feel comfortable and it's a good fit. And we will do this all again next week. Uh, remember, through August, we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think it's going to work out that we're going to keep that. Um, i gotta, I got to think on this, but we may keep the Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. 
So in the meantime, check out all of the rest of the videos that we got here. Feel free to subscribe. Don't forget, we've also got Sci-Fi For Me TV.2, which is our replay archive. Uh, I don't know it's doing us any good, but you know we've got 17 subscribers over there, so you can find us over there too if you're so inclined. And do connect with us on Odyssey. We're trying to get the numbers up over there too. All right, that's it. Done. Finished. There's plenty more, but you know now it's now it's on you. At least you have a starting point. So hopefully that helps. And I'm open to any questions anytime. You can send me an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com if you want to follow up and we can talk further. Uh, hopefully that helps. So anyway, there it is. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.